It's going to be difficult for me because I have a whole brand new setup and I don't have Adobe Premiere on this computer yet. And, <laughs> and and I do have it on the old one, so I might have to do like a little swip swap and like edit on the old computer and just swip like swap. swap. That one I'm not used to. That was new. Swip I, swap. There's made a specific it up. term that re- refers to when you change the vowel sound in a word in order to make two words like ding dong and tic tac. But I can't remember what it is because I'm like Kelly Bundy. As I learn new things, old information is lost. I, my brain hurts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot happening here. Have you noticed that we haven't been doing a podcast in a little while? It's been a while, but we got a lot of stuff to catch up on. I guess we kind of made sure to give it an extra week. Instead of doing it the bi-weekly, we get it bi-weekly plus one, tri-weekly. This is stupid. I'm saying stupid <laughs> things. We just, hey, quit the build is the amazing people who bring this podcast to life. Go to quitthebuild.com. They got a Facebook page. You can go there and watch all the content. They got stuff about movies, video games, and us. And that's really what you're there for anyway, right? Us. And us. The best <laughs> podcast you've ever heard. And I hope Quit the Build isn't listening to this because they have one too. But we're better. No, listen. Hey, you know what? <laughs> They're amazing. Go there, quitthebuild.com. They love you and we love you too. Yes, we do. Why'd you delay? I'm still stuck on <laughs> and us. <laughs> oh, that was classic. I'm gonna put that on the T-shirt. Us. Cue, cue the intro. Dun, 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 Boy, that's dun, the Price Is Right theme. <laughs> I see, and here I thought I made it up. Uh, right, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Do they still have the same theme song? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? I think so. They're like, like Ric Flair. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> We can tie anything into a wrestling compliment or a comment. I'm going to say bacon. How do you tie that into wrestling? Go. Bacon. Okay. So um, I was watching um, uh, a shoot interview of Henry Godwin. You might remember. I knew you were going to say Henry Godwin. I knew it. I knew it. I know. Now, I mean, bacon, pigs, it it was easy to run to that. Oh, man. Henry O. Godwin Hogg. <laughs> <laughs> he was a tough guy. Such That's a dumb something era not many people though. know. It's such mm-hmm. a weird era of wrestling. Like between, like that was the that was the era of the character, right? Like the not just the character. Well, I mean, you had the character, but, but that was the job character. era. That was the the trash man, the plumber, the Barry the- Horowitz. <laughs> he had like a a generation. <laughs> I can't remember the other jobs. Trash man, uh, I mean, plumber. We had a. They had a monk, didn't they? I don't remember. WCW. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was a terrible era. That's what. But all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's stop. Let's stop. Man. Let's stop. 
here's here's where we're really at with this okay the biggest news that may have ever happened in modern wrestling just happened and you know what i'm talking about everybody knows what i'm talking about and that is the aew signing of dan housen <laughs> i'm not even not joking. where i thought you were going <laughs> I'm not even joking. It's actually super exciting. And I freaking love Dan Housen. He's that guy got over when he shouldn't have. That guy invented. Don't forget, he was originally told to be called Donovan Danger. And um Donovan he, Danger. And he eventually <laughs> took that to, you know, be Dan Housen. I love how he puts Housen at the end of everything. You know, and also <laughs> he puts human teeth in your mouth and then kicks you and knocks them out because you already have some, so why not? Uh, he's very nice and very evil. And that's not what I'm talking about. That is what I'm talking about. But it's it's okay. Cody Rhodes left AEW. Before you go to that, don't skip Buddy Murphy. Okay, you're right. <laughs> you just you can't just skip him. You take that one. You take this one. Well, number two in the most exciting news, maybe possibly in wrestling history, is AEW signing of. Buddy Murphy, now going by Buddy Matthews. Um, wait, wait, they signed him? You didn't hear that? No. Oh, see, I, I, <laughs> I look at news all day. I, I, I'm weird, so all day I'm, listen, I'm listening to wrestling news and wrestling podcasts, and they're expecting him to show up in AEW. No, you know what? Let me go back. Let me not say that they signed him. It they says, didn't specifically say that. It says <laughs> reportedly heading to AEW. He hasn't signed yet. I would have seen that. That would have been. And also, the, by the way, they just released something today that said that they are going to be scaling back their signings. So oh, they, I'm sure they are. Look, they go, didn't sign. Go to, AE, go to AEW's Twitter page and if it and and look for it to see if it says Buddy Matthews is all elite because if it, it, it's not official until he has a shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees and there's a. Uh, an official thing that pops up that says, hey, so-and-so is, is all elite. I trust you, but we still can't gloss over because you have I'm to show you. Buddy Murphy respect. Look, I, I think he's phenomenal. He never got the respect he deserved. He was put to the dumbest... <laughs> like you say that for everybody. He was put to the WWE. dumbest storylines, man. Like he was, As was beating Rey Mysterio's there. daughter. That was his main storyline that just happened to just disappear. Like no one really explained anything why. Oh, They so, do that sometimes. I actually, to be honest with you, though, I had not heard anything about Buddy Matthews. So I actually thought you were going to be like, yeah, it's a shame he passed away. I was like, what? Oh, my. <laughs> no, I was just listening to some wrestling news and they were saying um, he became a free agent in the summer. And yeah, um, they're expecting him to show up um, in AUW in the near future. And it was confirmed with some sources. That that was all I heard. I was like, oh, that's good. I had almost forgot about that guy. It ain't official until you get that Nintendo seal of approval that that so-and-so <laughs> is all elite. That, that is the stamp. You're, of you're right. I, you're right. And we should wait for the stamp. So you are correct there. But I do, I do hope to see him show up. And um, now back to Cody Rhodes. Continue. Cody Rhodes. And Brandy Rhodes leaving All Elite Wrestling, which, by ah, the way, you heard Brandy was leaving? Yeah, she's 100% leaving. I like, didn't hear that. Yeah, the, the big release, uh, the big release that uh, they put out, the, the thing talking about like their time 
with AEW, the people that they missed, even some things that we wouldn't get, references we wouldn't get, uh, calling one wrestler chicken, which was a nickname, not a not an insult. It was just like things that we wouldn't understand if we weren't in the locker room hearing them. Mm-hmm. Um, that he went through the whole thing, but yeah, him and Brandy Rhodes are gone. Um, everyone thought it was a work for the longest time because they played it into the story. They allowed it to be on TV with Cody Rhodes talking about being a free agent and all this other stuff. And then he fulfilled obligations that he made in that ladder match with uh, Sammy Guevara, which was amazing, by the way. <clears throat> that was incredible. They finished that off. And then they 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 do the merger of the interim uh, TNT title with the actual TNT title. Uh, and yeah, it's not a work at all. And it was down to a dispute about money because what ended up happening was you bring in Brian Danielson, you bring in CM Punk, you bring in other people and give them these big money contracts because they're needle movers, right? Well, mm-hmm. back when AEW started and him being an EVP and someone who helped create one of the integral parts of the creation of AEW, you bring them in and then you have to start thinking about, well, we, we the older people, the older guys, they need contract renegotiations when the time is up because they're definitely worth more because the only reason they were brought in with that much of a money is because they built something for them to go to. Now, the interesting thing is, is I guess they didn't meet his dollar amount. And he now, said, see, you, you, you read something completely different. I just, I read that it was because um, him, he lost booking responsibilities. Tony Khan took it over completely. He always saw booking as um, continuing his father's legacy. Cause his father was a great performer and a booker and he wasn't going to get those responsibilities back. And that was why he left. So that's we, totally part of it. That's totally part of it. But the thing is, is, is that's not at the end of the day, it ended up being the contract negotiations and the money. It ended up being the dollar amount because Cody Rhodes is a big time player now. And the only thing that was holding him back as far as getting a bigger negotiation was the fact that it's kind of weird with the crowd. They love to see him and they also love to hate him, but they also kind of sort of really do hate him. It's one of those things where (laughs) he shoved down people's throats a little bit. But not, I guess it's kind of not Cody's fault. Cody's a great performer. But Vince McMahon heard that and said, oh, I cannot wait to get my hands on this guy. And they may debut him as soon as Elimination Chamber the Monday after. But they're thinking about him having a potential match at WrestleMania. And they're going to throw buckets of cash at him. Now, where this falls apart is I can name a lot of wrestlers where they have pushed, pushed, pushed for that first little bit. And then they end up in storylines after that first year or so where it just kind of all goes, you know what? I fear that he'll go there. He'll do what he does. It'll go as well as it can, you know, for as long as it can. I think he'll win a title or something. And then he'll be mid card territory all over again. And we might even see stardust. Like, I hope that doesn't I don't see a C. I I could be wrong. I do think he's going to end up in the mid card, though. (laughs) If he's under contract, he doesn't have a choice. If Vince says you're Stardust now, you're Stardust now. Yeah, it's kind of confusing because for him to go to that situation, I definitely see him becoming a, a mid card wrestler in WWE. And I think it'll happen a little sooner than you think it'll happen. And um, yeah, I don't know. You think he'll, he'll regret his decision. 
I think so, but I but I mean, who knows? Because maybe his focus is just that financial security and that money. But but look at the reality of it. Like, will they let him write in other stuff like the Go Big Show? Like, will they let him write like like Roads to the Top? That was a TV show that that was his like reality show. I don't think it did very well, but like these are other sources of income. They're not going to let Roads to the Top also be on while Ms. and Mrs. is on. They're not going to let competing brands on well, the Brandy's same show. Brandy's not signing with WWE, correct? Well, that is correct as far as I know, but who knows? You can't say never. Maybe that's part of his negotiation is I want her to come with me in this capacity. I don't really know. Yeah, I don't think Vince is doing that anymore. That husband-wife thing doesn't work out. It really doesn't, but they like the play on that, and they like the fact that she gets heat. And Vince has, has lost touch with <laughs> yeah, he's lost true. touch with what is good heat and bad heat. When I say that, um, I say things like, "Okay, remember Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins? They did mm-hmm. their whole thing together." Vince was oblivious to the fact that that just wasn't really working, and didn't really seem to care. He just kept them together. And it's funny because in interviews, <clears throat> excuse me, in interviews recently. Becky Lynch is actually going on record to say the one person I never want to work with again is Seth Rollins. <laughs> and that is hilarious. The one person. <laughs> yeah. So uh, give me one second. Hold on. Enter- entertain the crowd. Why don't you give me one moment? <laughs> He's entertain the crowd. Well, I'll tell you something I saw that I thought was kind of awesome, and that is Enzo Amore's brand new physique. He has been hitting the gym hard. I don't know if it's assisted or not, but he has completely turned himself around, and it would not surprise me at all if he suddenly got a phone call from Vince McMahon. <laughs> the thing is, with these, this new physique that he has, if he is under the WWE's wellness policy, I'm not sure how he's going to maintain that. Um, but if he continues um, down this path, built the way that he is now, if he still has that charisma, and if he can get the crowd to get behind him again, um, I could definitely see Vince falling for him because he's with Vince likes, even if the rest of the guys in the locker room hate him. But, I was very shocked to see those pictures of him. They're all over his Twitter account. I saw him recently on that show, Wrestling. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. I always forget the guy who hosts that thing, but it's through Bar- Barstool Sports. Um, mm-hmm. He looked big. Yes, yeah, what did. I'm saying. He's he big. He, he's super jacked. He was on Twitter. I don't know if you've seen those pictures. It's like, oh my gosh. And Vince loves that. The thing is, you know, it, it's been a while. Um, I could see him making a splash, but just not long term. You know, um, I never really thought he had it in the ring like that. He had a lot of charisma. He has a great build now. We all know Vince loves that. Um, even uh, who knows his 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 personality may have improved to the point where he can get over with the guys in the back, get over with the boys, but. Um, we'll see. But again, can he maintain that physique while under the WWE wellness policy? No. <laughs> wow. Dep- depending on how much they're going to check them. Like that's, that seems to be the thing is like, you haven't seen anyone get caught lately. Cause really are, are they checking? It's not like you Usada or nothing. <laughs> yeah. And, um, 
which that might be coming to an end as well. <laughs> but um, Enzo, um, who knows? He could have just had a good pump with the right lighting and he looked that shredded like a bodybuilder. I don't know. Because if if that wasn't just lighting, then he definitely is going to have some issues. Okay, we're going to move on to the next thing. And this is this has been a banger week for news. And I need to just say, I, I'm sitting down, but I need to mentally sit down. And that makes no sense. Don't listen to me. <laughs> I need to mentally sit my butt down as well as physically sit my butt down. Because <sighs> so it appears, it appears that 57-year-old Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to wrestle against Kevin Owens at WrestleMania 38. And it's always interesting listening to the Broken Skull podcast, and people ask him all the time, will he ever come back to the ring? He always made it seem like it was very unlikely. He said it has to be something that leads to something else and really makes sense. So um, I was kind of shocked to hear that he was coming back for this, but um, I'm excited, and I'd like to see if he he gets if he's able to get back in the stone cold shape. He's looking all right right now. He's he's you can tell he's been working toward it, and he also had a ring put into his ranch, so he you, there was something fishy with that anyway. Like why are you doing that? You know, mm-hmm. uh, so there's that. But also now the, the rumor mill has spun around enough to where people are starting to see the connection between Kevin Owens re-signing. Like, he was seemingly going to go somewhere else. It was it was looking likely that he might go somewhere else, especially tweeting out the coordinates to Mount Rushmore, which is, you know, uh, an homage to his previous team in Ring of Honor, um, which was the Bucks and Omega. Was it Omega? Bucks and Omega? I think so. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, it looked like it. And then it would make sense that the negotiations would happen. And apparently they approached Steve Austin at December of last year. And it's in Texas. It's his home state. Now Kevin Owens is making really hateful comments toward Texas and every person from Texas. And I'm looking at that and going, unless an injury happens, unless something un- like unforeseeable happens. I think we're 99% guaranteed to get Steve Austin in one more match. And it also makes sense because it's stunner versus stunner. Yeah. And I, I actually think it might extend past that. You know, he's thrown Brock's name out a few times. I saw him say it on, on TikTok. <laughs> you know, so there's a chance, uh, um, wasn't it um Saudi Arabia they offered him like three million dollars for a match? You know, I think there's a chance we might get more than a one-off. I guess it all depends on it how always it goes. depends. It all <laughs> yeah, depends that's true. on how it goes. Like, does Austin come out there? Cause let's be let's be real here. Like, I can't think of a single other person in wrestling right now that would mesh well with Steve Austin at this juncture. I know it sounds crude. I'm not crude. Cruel is what I meant to say. I know it sounds cruel, but a high flyer wouldn't match. No way. Cause he can't take the bumps like through from a hurricane Rana or nothing like that. Somebody big like Lesnar 
he can't take those German suplexes right now. I mean, his neck, you know, like I think Kevin Owens is probably the safest bet because he's a hard hitting style and all of his moves are like the frog splash rolling into him in the corner. Um, pop up power bomb. He could take that. He could take a, a smaller version of that. And then he didn't have to do that. And his other moves, the stunner, like I can't think of another person that he meshes well better with. And let me know if you can. Well, I mean, I think any wrestlers that, you know, come from the old style and I know there's not many, but, um, yeah, name one. If, if they, a guy In like WWE Edge, right now, you know, someone that, Edge is good. That's a good call. Edge is a good call. I could see that because he doesn't have this crazy style. The the only difference there is if you want some finality, I don't see them wanting to put one legend over another. You know, I I think those matches won't um, end in a clean finish. So it would likely have to be someone that's going to let Stone Cold go on offense the whole time. And like I said, Kevin Owens probably is the best way to go. And like, I'm trying to think as well. It's hard. It's a hard question. Like I'm thinking too, and, and, and I can't, I can't do it. I can't like, okay. I think about AJ Styles and I think AJ Styles would work because AJ Styles works well with everybody. There's there's a there's a certain way he does things. Again, he but it's one of those things where he has to be offensive though as well. And like like the the Styles clash, I don't think is a good idea to do to Austin, but he doesn't have to do that. He's got the phenomenal forearm, which looks good against just about everybody, which would be a great counter into a stunner. Uh, <laughs> <you've>, <laughs> yeah, but I I think if they bring him back, he's going to be. I don't see him taking um many moves like i mean he might but he's such a legendary superstar i just feel like he's going to be beating somebody up he's the last one he's literally the last one that left and stayed out like there was nobody else who's done it and he left on a high note it was a wrestlemania match with the rock that he lost but that's that's the old guard. You know, I mean, I guess I would say old guard going to the new guard, but it wasn't. It was two veterans at that point. But it still was a passing of the torch. Like, I like this is it. You 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 did it. You beat me and quietly faded into the night. I agree with you. I, I think that makes sense. Um he he did. He went out the best way. Hopefully he doesn't mess that up. <laughs> Because he went out a really good way. But um, you don't think they, they may try to put in with like a bigger guy, like a Drew McIntyre or something to give him something to overcome? No, it's going to be Kevin Owens. Oh, I mean, past Kevin Owens. because I, I Oh, I don't think it's going to go past Kevin Owens. You, that's your thought. I don't think it's going you to. You think it's going to be just a one-off? And that's I really, it? really do. I really think it's going to be a one-off. We shall see. I'll bet you a pack of Starbursts. Ah, uh, let's let's go with something better. What's your favorite <laughs> candy bar? I don't eat candy bars. I don't oh, even yeah. eat Starburst. I was just making a deal. You want to bet on the Snickers? We can do that. I haven't had candy since I was eleven. I like score bars. You know what they are? I have no idea. 
it's a hard butter toffee uh, coated with a really good milk chocolate. It's just good. It's just so good. I love those things, man. They're so good. That's, I don't know why, but that sounds like a thousand other candy bars. You know what? It does, but it's not. Okay, it's like a Heath bar, but it's like cream. I've had one of those before. All right, man. Well, it's like that, but whatever. <laughs> Moving on. Is there a nougat? I don't even know what a nougat is. I don't but... even think I know what a nougat is. <laughs> is it like a nut? <laughs> we'll have to find Would that you call out. Me? <laughs> <laughs> you nougat. <laughs> that's probably a I'm sure in some know. country that's really bad. So Sorry. let's not say that to you. Sorry, much. maybe Australia. Because <laughs> apparently they listen to us. <laughs> I love Australia. Me too. Never been there, but I love you guys. Not a damn nougat in sight. <laughs> I also read there that Ric Flair was upset that no one from WWE called him when he split with Wendy. I mean, first off, you're, he's still on timeout from the plane ride from hell episode on Vice. So he needs to just remember that. Second off, he needs to <laughs> stop. Still on timeout. He is. Second off, he needs to stop being so aggressive anytime Becky Lynch says anything and uh, makes himself look stupid because she works him up so bad. (laughs) (laughs) She really, really does. And it's, it's, I don't understand. Like he thinks when he splits with someone, he expects the company to reach out to him. It's like his sixth divorce. Honestly, I thought he had more than that, but okay. I'm just, I'm just throwing a number out there, but I think it is six. <laughs> well, as long as he doesn't catch his number of title reigns. It's not worth Googling how many divorces has Ric Flair had. So <laughs> Google would well, just say wait, too just, many. Just a, step, just a step back for a moment. I, I'm just curious what you think. Do you think there's a chance that the WWE would re-sign Enzo? No, why we you went all the way back, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I just he's 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 got the bodybuilder physique now. I know Vince loves that because Vince is high guys that can't wrestle at all, like Brackus, <laughs> just because they were bodybuilders. Yeah, and, I don't, and, I don't think so. I don't think Enzo's coming back. I think that I don't think there's an appeal for him to come back. I don't think that there's any reason to. I think that he might find himself comfortably filling in in like a ring of honor sometimes when because they're they're sort of coming back but i don't i mean yeah, you, you said there's no appeal you don't you don't think the fans would get behind him at all no because he's 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 part of a, a two-man group he has to be with somebody but he's too synonymous with big Cass. and now was it Cass xl now he's he's in impact so maybe there i mean maybe there but i don't think Cass <sighs> needs sad. him it's okay. It's it, it. You know what? That I'm I'm okay with just remembering how cool that was for when it was there, and that's it. I'm good with moving on from that. Yeah. yeah. Interview mirror. <laughs> oh, y'all are okay. cool for a time. Let's We're let's over. let's. The dynamite's coming on uh, right now. Actually, dynamite's on right now. But let's talk about the dynamite that we didn't talk about real quick, and talk about. I was so nervous it was going to be a bad match because uh, Lance Archer was super hurt for a long time and then when he came back he didn't look like himself and then the match happened with hangman adam page versus lance archer in the texas uh what texas uh death match was that what it's called no yes sir what was it called i don't remember i thought that was it see now you're gonna make me look it up i think it's a texas death match we'll just say that anyways 
match was awesome. And how creative was that finish? Because he couldn't do the buckshot lariat because he took out the top rope. So he did it off the referee. <laughs> That's so good. I love that you that you whispered it. <laughs> it was a secret. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I was a bit iffy. <laughs> I was like, okay. But yeah, he completely shocked me. I didn't feel like he lost his step. No. No, he didn't. And 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 here's the thing is you've had Kenny Omega as a champion. You have uh, uh, let's just say Jericho. You've had other any other champion, any other AEW World Champion, and you look at them. You're like, man, they put on a lot of work. Like they did, they did match after match after match, and then you look at Hangman Adam Page. He's had what two title defenses, mm-hmm. and 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 he's the prime example. He's the prime example of the champion that doesn't have to have a match every week. Because every time he wrestles, it feels special because he freaking validates it all the time. Now, obviously, his next challenger is going to be Adam Cole. They 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 alluded to that as much. They already rewrapped um, uh, MJF in the storyline again with CM Punk because you know the cheating of the, the the match that they had, and so that ties him up for that. And tonight is supposed to be the stipulation. Obviously, I, we don't release these till Friday, but. We don't, as of this recording, don't know the stipulation and the time and place that Punk is going to pick for MJF. So they're all tied up in that. So we've got Adam Cole versus, um, uh, sorry, Adam Page. Too many Adams. And <laughs> that's, why, that's why I got confused. And I do think that Adam Cole is going to win that match. But it, I mean, Adam Page, I said Adam Page, right? Adam Page is going to win that match. But Again, I expect nothing but an absolute banger. And by the way, they've wrestled before. You can Google it. Yes. And I have. It was a good match. It was. It was a very good match. And I'm looking forward to it. But so do you think this that Adam Page is going to have a really long reign? I think that his next match after this will be when he loses. So the uh, answer is no. <laughs> I think that it'll be a six to eight month title reign, which is not terrible. Not terrible. No, I mean, that's. <laughs> I I am looking forward to the spot that they did in their previous match, uh, which will get a bigger pop this time. But Adam Adam Page doing the Adam Cole baby on the on the the apron, they're dead. They're one hundred percent doing that spot. He'll but he'll say Adam Page baby, you know. and let me i'm trying to think so there's only how many champions has there been in aew oh boy okay let's go through it there was jericho jericho john moxley forgot about Moxley. kenny kenny omega uh adam page that's it okay i forgot about moxley i knew there was someone i couldn't think of yeah, Mox was. What did you think about his match with Punk and FTR last week? It was great, except for the one time that they they messed up the timing on one thing where he was supposed to get in and break it up after uh, what I forget what move it was. It was the the Magic Killer? Is that what it's called? Or the I forget whatever the move's called. Anyways, <laughs> no, I think that's what I think that's what uh, the Good Brothers move is called. But anyways, they they did their move, and um, Moxley got in. He was like. 
shoot, I'm here at the one count. So he like sidesteps and this just kind of leans over and then slowly drops an elbow. It was, <laughs> it was funny to watch. It's the only part they actually messed up, but it was fun. I thought it was You know, great. when I first watched it, I didn't notice that. I didn't notice it until people were talking about it. And okay. then I went back and watched it. Okay. Yeah. It was pretty funny. <laughs> I thought it was great. It did what it was supposed to do. And it got, it got punk another match uh, with MJF, which again, again, the storyline needs to stop. It needs to be done that MJF gets to put people through, you know, the, the seven layers of hell, the, this ring and that ring and jump through this hoop. It's eventually got to stop. It's, it's actually starting to wear on me that everyone is just so willing to go through it. I mean, it's, it might become a staple, just something that happens. You, are you tired of seeing it? I'm tired. Or do you need them to be more creative? I'm tired of seeing them not giving a justified reason of why it's allowed to happen. I gotcha. Yeah. Like he's not the booker, you know, like whatever. I'm going to, I mean, Oh, go ahead. Oh no. I was going to say, I mean, I feel that way all the time. It's like, okay. uh, Charlotte flair gets in the Royal rumble to win, to pick her opponent. She loses. Okay, Rousey comes in, wins, and then doesn't want to wrestle Charlotte. I mean, of course that changed, but that was so confusing. <laughs> it was a it was a back and forth there for a week or so. But I mean, hey, I don't know why they're doing that. I don't know why they're protecting that match between her and uh her and Becky, but they did have to edit a segment recently on SmackDown. I don't know if you saw that news story. They double taped last week because Elimination Chamber is uh, you know, Saudi Arabia and Jeddah. So mm-hmm. they have, they went ahead and just, so they could avoid any possible complications. They recorded SmackDown for this coming Friday. And there's a bot segment that you should absolutely go YouTube uh, where just type in Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair, SmackDown botch. And if you haven't seen it, it's Ronda Rousey grabs her head during a contract signing and goes to slam her head off of the table Rhonda does the motion, grabs her head, but I guess doesn't do it forcefully enough. And she jerks her head down. And there's just like a good second and a half where Charlotte is just standing there and she goes, uh, and then she just slams her own head into the table. <laughs> you know, this, that might be the old Ric Flair trick. Shawn Michaels used to do it too, where you just purposely blow stuff. So people don't look too good. What do you think? I haven't seen Maybe. it. Maybe Char- I would not. Charlotte's the one person I would have wouldn't put it past. So I, maybe we'll see. I mean, I maybe we'll never get over know. Then we'll never know. But it's funny. You should go watch it. Hey, last last news story that I got for today, and we haven't mentioned it, but I want you to take a moment and bask in his glory. Oh, how good it is to see Keith Lee. Yeah, and see him throw Isaiah Cassidy across the ring. <laughs> he didn't just throw him. Like, there was, that was the most height I've ever seen in the history of someone doing a corner-to-corner toss. Yes. That was I mean, ridiculous. That, that, that shows, you know, people, when, when you see things like that, everyone immediately thinks Keith Lee, which I understand, but that shows how great a worker Isaiah Cassidy is to be able to make yourself light. Not that Keith Lee isn't a powerhouse to begin with, but you know, when you go and you make yourself rigid, you know, everyone says how good Shawn Michaels is, is that he makes himself so light. But I mean, that, that was amazing. Yeah, that was a great, I mean, there were some spots in that match where you could tell Keith Lee was a little rusty. 
Uh, people weren't talking about it, but I noticed them. There's a couple, there's a couple spots. It looked a little sluggish here and there, and that's okay. I mean, it's his first match back, but now he's going to be in a ladder match with who else? I mean, I guess tonight there may be another qualifying match. Probably. I want to say, I bet you Wardlow's in that. I'm going to say Wardlow's in that, but, but we'll see. You know, I and I need to it. go back and watch his match against the Blade. Uh, something came up while that was going on. I didn't go back and watch it. I'm guessing it was a short one. but It was I, pretty I, short, yeah. Yeah, that's the wordless type. But I am really going to be paying attention to the brand name on the side of this ladder because as a heavy person myself, <laughs> most ladders aren't made for you to go up them if you're more than 275 pounds. <laughs> it's a it's a, it's a a Binford ladder from <laughs> Home Improvement. Home Improvement. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff never worked out for the tool man <laughs> oh no <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of weird in real life <laughs> yeah oh god i'll send you something when not podcast appropriate i'll send you something later good lord <laughs> but to get back to what we we're saying i am really happy to see keith lee um in there um, because he's a different kind of big man, you know, like traditionally you couldn't put him in there with someone like Miro because normally two big guys can't put on a great match. Cause it's like two guys bumping into each other, two big guys, but Keith Lee can Love work. Me. He's a big guy, but he can really move. Um, so I, I think depending on what kind of character they want to frame, they might want to just frame him as the the big guy that rarely leaves his feet and throws people around. And if that's what they're going to do, then you probably won't see him in matches like that. But I think that there's a lot of opportunities for him. So I am happy for him. I'm happy for him too. WWE made me lose interest in him. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy for him too. But the one thing that I will say is that a story, and this will, this will be kind of where I cap this off, but a story came out today that said that Keith Lee, or sorry, AEW is slowly learning about the baggage that comes with Keith Lee. Now, I don't know what that means. It could mean his health because he did, he does have a lot of really bad health issues since having COVID and then the heart thing that came from that. But maybe it's other stuff we don't know maybe we'll hear more maybe we won't hopefully it's not baggage in the form of like hard to work with hard to negotiate with let's hope he seems like a genuine guy i'm definitely hoping that's not the case i don't know why when you said that it immediately make made me think of kane velasquez when he got hurt and you know that i forget someone said welcome to the kane velasquez business and i was like yep that's perfect I like Kane. (laughs) Kane Velasquez's body is made up of Kevin Nash's quads. (laughs) (laughs) Now, all right, look, Kevin Nash didn't get hurt that much till the end. (laughs) Then it was like he shouldn't even be wrestling anymore. Though it was cold blooded for CM Punk to make fun of his knees in front of everybody. I mean, it was it was it was happening pretty frequently. He goes to a he goes to an IHOP and they're like, do you want your eggs sunny side up or over easy? And he picks the wrong one and tears his quad. It's so <laughs> simple to tear Kevin Nash's quad. <laughs> poor Kevin Nash. Well, he's not a poor man. <laughs> and, you know, they say he's a genius. He seems like a smart dude, actually. Like he's he I've seen him train people and talk, talk people through things. And like he seems like a very intelligent guy who's just who made the best deal ever in WCW. And then outside of that was plagued with injuries. That's all there is to it. Plagued with injuries. 
Yeah, and I like watching him train as well. And I like when he asks one of the students a question and they give him an answer that he doesn't like. And he looks around at everyone like, this guy's an idiot. And that cracks me up every time. <laughs> hey, don't forget, he's a super shredder. So, Ah, I forgot about that. I told and you not the to Russian forget it from the, the Punisher. Oh, did you know that he got legit stabbed in that movie? Yes, I did. That is didn't insane. <laughs> yeah. For anybody who doesn't know, in The Punisher, um, when he when he he's like the bodyguard, like Russian, he's a Russian, right? Yes. Yes, he's a Russian dude. He gets stabbed with a knife that's supposed to be a prop knife and that's supposed to retract, but it is a real knife and obviously does not retract. And he stabs him to the blunt, like to to the the the, hilt, the knives don't have hilt, the handle. We'll just say handle of hmm. the knife. And goes deep in his skin, and he does not even flinch. So that was a one take. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I remember um, Jim Cornette once told a story about um, Ray Trailer when he was Bubba. Um, I I guess it might have been Mid-South. And he said that um, they were getting out of a cab, and the cabbie shut the door on his hand. And he apparently it was really bad and broke one of his fingers. And but the door was shut and he's about to drive off. And Bubba was knocking on the door, like, hey buddy, hey buddy, trying to get him to open the door. And then when he opened the door, Jim saw his hand and goes, Why didn't you scream? And he's like, There's people here. I'm in character. <laughs> so he didn't sell that his, his hand got his fingers got destroyed because he had to maintain kayfabe. Different time, man. That had to be mentally stressful. <laughs> yeah, I don't I I'm not I'm not about that life. If I'm not, if I'm getting mangled, I'm screaming. That's yeah, Nikita Kolov was saying, you know, because he only spoke in Russian. He took it further than most. Even when he was with the boys, he maintained his Russian accent and he said it was difficult if he was by himself and needed to order food or get a room because he he refused to speak English. <laughs> Jeez. Oh wow. Just, <laughs> Just for a few um, years later to throw all that out the window. <laughs> well, how you feeling about uh, two weeks from now, we get back to our bi-weekly podcast schedule? I'm feeling wonderful about it. I, every so often, it's good to take that brief hiatus because you get more wrestling news, and it feels like this was a very action-packed, small, like 40-something minute long episode that I really appreciated. I really had a good time. I loved uh, all the news that we got, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get off here. I'm gonna go grab some dinner. I'm gonna watch AEW Dynamite, and we'll have more to talk about the next time we're here. All right, I'm going to record AEW Dynamite, and I'm gonna watch it tomorrow as I'm <laughs> gonna head to bed because I'm an old man. But it's been fun. I've had a good time with you catching up. I love when we have all this exciting news, and I thank you all for listening. It's WrestleMania season, and this has been episode 11 of the Double DQ Podcast. Guys, thank you so much for being here. I have been Enzo. And I'm Big. And we will catch you next time. Next time. Next time. With, okay, right, now. I'm, now you have to do that every single time. <laughs> you did this to yourself. Bye, everybody. 